You guys are in for a treat. And amidst of me going to fry some potatoes, Jesus, God said, I want you to quickly talk about your upbringing. Bring them up to date to ask how you are the way you are. Because our relationship is very different. It's very noticeable. Very defined. Very divine. Bring them up to how you got to be the way you are. With me. And I grew up in the house of God. Like I said, I grew up Jewish. My dad and my mom met in junior high school. They got married out of high school. And he brought my mom to, you know, the house of God. We grew up fasting so much. We grew up praying so much. And worshiping, praising so much. But no one is perfect. I was hearing the word as a young little girl. At the age of four, I was hearing it. I was really too young to go to Bible school at the time. They didn't have no children's, no uh, infants ministry, children's, you know, preschool ministry. It was just straight Bible school. So I was listening to the word at that age. And I went home. I never forget. I said, God, I'm hearing words about love, but I'm not seeing it the way how I'm reading it and hearing it. I'm not seeing it this way. Show me how you want to be served at four years old. I said, show me how you want to be served. I hear a lot of complaining about the electricity and where the money is going to the pastor. Which was my grandfather. And I said. Let me preach. Let me preach. I'll go outside and preach for free. Where it don't cost a dime. Just let me do it. I know how to do it right. Because I walk in love. I always had a relationship with God as long as I can remember. God even showed me glimpses of me and my mother's womb and angels present. The enemy did not want me here at all. He tried to talk my mother into getting rid of me because she got pregnant so fast. Everything happened so fast. Graduation, marriage. Here's my sister. Then here me. Here I am a year later. And she was like, I'm just not ready for another child right now. She didn't even tell my dad that she was pregnant. My mom said it's okay to share. <laughs> she said, don't say anything that you share about yourself, I would love for you to, it's a testimony. You know, we don't rock like that. We don't walk in the fence. Everything is for the glory of God. And on her way to get to the abortion clinic, the nurse let her hear my heartbeat. She wasn't supposed to do that because you're not supposed to hear a heartbeat to a child that you don't want. Somehow she tricked my mother into listening. My mother said, I can't do this. She stormed out of there. I have a very good memory. I remember me at two years old in a high chair at my grandmother's house. I always 
knew that it was a difference in me from everybody else. And I knew why. I knew it was God. Because I had the spirit within me. Holy Spirit always been within me. Because that moment when I asked God. When I even look up. Even at the age of two. When you look up. And know who he is. That's a confession by itself. Saying you are my God. When you confess Christ's name. No matter what age you are. Infant, toddler, preschool, junior high, high school, adulthood. Looking up, confessing who he is. Saying you are my Lord. You are my Lord. Even though that is a confession to be made. But God searches the heart and he saw that in my heart. You are my God. I didn't really grow up playing too much. Even though I went outside. My mind was always on God. I always knew where I was from. I always knew that there was a purpose of why I had to be here. But I didn't know as a young child in elementary school. I didn't know how I got here. Because I read about falling angels. And I asked God, am I one of them and not know about it? Am I in the family of one? Because how did I get here? I know why I'm here, but how did I get here? If I'm from the kingdom, why am I not at at home? I always talk to God. My sister and I grew up always best friends. So close to the point we have the same dreams at night. And we wake up and be like, I drink this. You did. So did I. Oh, my God. You did. And I'm like, no, tell me yours first. She's like, tell me yours so I can know you tell the truth. Always had the same dreams. And she always said to me, there's something special about you. We're all special. But look how you talk to God. You think I don't know? You think I don't see? I just don't say anything. Like even as a young kid, when I made a plate, I always made an extra one for God beside me. When I sit, sit down in my seat, I pull out another seat for God to sit beside me. Do you want to go outside and play? No. God, what do you want to watch on TV? My whole life been with God. My entire life. And God's protection been on me so much. And I, he allowed me to feel the protection. Because things that was about to happen did not happen. And things that sudden tragedies that I experienced, I still made it through it. The enemy tried to take me out so much even as a kid. Trying to tell me to do things. To destroy myself. And what I mean by that. We wrote on the back of. My father-in-law at the, t- at the time. I mean not my father-in-law. Jesus. <laughs> my stepfather at the time. In the back of his Mustang on the hood. The hood right? The trunk. Just the trunk. Jesus. Everyone on the trunk. We sat on the trunk. And the enemy told me, I would never forget, jump, jump off. And I was like, no, I'm not going to jump off. Nothing's going to happen. Just jump off. Jump off. And I jumped off while the car was going up the hill. And I rolled down the hill on bare concrete. 
And I never forget the last roll, I hit my head so hard in the back. I stood up and I was stumbling. I was dazed. Seven years old. And the enemy said, Look at you. I don't want you here. You don't belong here. I mean, I had a huge dent in the back of my head, blood was everywhere. And all of a sudden, I look up at God. And I say, I'm sorry, God, for listening. I shouldn't have listened to him. Knew who it was at the age of seven. I said, I shouldn't have listened to him. I should have listened to him. And right immediately, I gained, I mean, I came in two, just like that. The blood stopped gushing. My mom's on the way to take me to the hospital. She was freaking out, panicking. My mom was the one who panicked so much. That's why I used to hide when I get hurt. Because I'm like, I don't want to see her like this. You know, and the, the blood stopped. Everything stopped. I said, no, I don't want to go. In the midst of us on our way there, I said, no, turn around. I'm fine. And she couldn't really do my hair in that spot for a while. Until it healed up on its own. I'll never forget that. And... So many other instances, the enemy tried to take me out. But I know one time I had a conversation with God and Satan at the same time. I didn't know what the word peer mediator meant then. But I just know that whenever I did something wrong with someone else, or got to argue with or disagree with my sister or my cousins, they always sit us down and talk it over and kiss and make up after. And I wanted to do that with God and Satan. Just when I was like six. And I said, Father, come here. Satan is wrong for what he done. I had no idea about everything that's in the Bible now. <laughs> it always been. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because at that time, I would just look at the pages, the pictures to the children's Bible story. I would just look at the pages. The pictures came alive to me. I didn't read the words. So I didn't know nothing too much about that. I just know that I saw a picture of him getting kicked out. <laughs> and that God was angry. They saw the picture of God being angry at him. And I said, come here, guys, both of you. God, you are a nice person. You forgive everybody. It's time for you guys to kiss and make up. Aren't you? I said, aren't you sorry, Satan? And he goes, Satan, yes, I'm sorry. Tell him, like he pretty much said, talk to him. Let me, let me get back in the kingdom. Tell him, let me back. And I was like, let him back, God, let him back. God never said a word. And I was like, God, you're being mean. <laughs> you're not saying anything. You're not like this. Why are you acting like this today? God never, Father, thinking about that day. You remember? Jesus, you remember that? God never said a word. And Satan just standing there waiting for him to say something. Jesus. See how sneaky the enemy is? My God. And I was like, Jesus. I was like, okay, I tried. <laughs> Give him some time, Satan. He'll come around. God never said a word. Father. <laughs> Oh my God, our memories are amazing. And I just 
amazing. Just just growing up with God, just talking to Him. I didn't know my sister was watching me. We we had the same room. We shared everything except for beds and undergarments. Everything else we shared, and I couldn't stand that. <laughs> I was like, oh God, God is sharing stuff. And then, oh, my mother always dressed us alike, but different colors. It'd be the same outfit, but a different color. She always give me purple, always give her pink. I have yellow, she have another, you know, light color. But we always did so beautiful, though. But the thing is, I'm the one who always got the attention. And, and it's not that they didn't give her attention. It's just that they saw something in me, that kind of attention. They always gave me a special look, but they love us both the same. Like, everything was so different about me. So then my sister began to look at me and then, you know, begin to feel some kind of way. And she just said, you know what? You're not in this family. You adopted. And I believed her. I was like, I'm what? Look at your hair color. Your hair is sandy blonde. Look at you. You have freckles and everything. You, you, you adopted. You in a white family. And I was like, I am? I went to my mom crying. Mom, I'm adopted? <laughs> Girl, no, go sit down somewhere. You know, adopted. You my daughter. I gave birth. I pushed you out. I said, she said I'm adopted. And my sister say, my sister look at me and be like, she just telling you that because she wants she oh God. She said she just telling you that because she wants you she wants you to feel loved and welcome, but you already adopted. Hey, I'm gonna call my sister right now. I'm gonna go her for that. I'm trying to tell you, she used to always do things to me in the room. Oh, I'm trying to tell you, make her eyes get big. And then the thing is. <laughs> We watching TV. We only had one TV, and I could not stand watching nothing they wanted to watch. I always wanted to watch innocent things like Land Chops and Sesame Street, you know, Bonnie and Friends, you know, stuff like that. Even Doug, you know, Captain Planet, Power Rangers. They wants to watch stuff like Red Shoe Diaries, uh, nasty stuff. I'm putting them out there now. They say it's okay. Watch nasty stuff. <laughs> oh my God. And they tell me to watch out the door and make sure nobody come in. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> they always have me do that side job. No, I'm not, do- I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Like- and they always had to watch scur- scurry stuff. I'm like, please, y'all. I can't watch stuff like this. It always did something to me. I never did horror. I'm trying to tell you. But I grew up in a house with people who enjoy watching horror movies. I mean, Friday the 13th. Whoever came up with this idea of Freddy... Freddy Krueger, I'm trying to tell you, whoever came up with that idea, I need to meet them. Because as a child, that dad going Freddy's song, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Jesus. I was so scared. I was so scared to go to bed. I mean, so scared. I was like, because they said, don't fall asleep. I'm like, I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to stay up, y'all. I'm going to stay up. See, when you, the thing is, when someone tell me something, I'm going to do that. And they told me, if it makes sense, let me say that. And they said, don't fall asleep. I saw that movie so many times. Friday, I mean, Freddy, what is it called? Nightmare on M Street. Oh, God. I ain't want to see no Nightmare on no M Street. I was like, my God. They talking about one, two, Freddy coming for you, y'all. He coming for us, y'all. Don't go to sleep. And my sister's always, she always be like, ha, 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 in the dark. I'd be like, oh, my God. I hate this house. I hate this family. You guys suck. You guys mean. You guys are not like me at all. And she come back because you're adopted. I'm not adopted. My God. I've been adopted back. How about that? In the kingdom. But she's talking about naturally. I was like, oh my God. 
I can't do this. I can't do this, family. I can't. And then we grew up Jewish. We, we couldn't really eat much. We grew up off Leviticus. We couldn't eat no shellfish. We couldn't eat no scavengers. We couldn't even eat nothing great because great came from wine. I was like, my God, this don't seem right, y'all. This, this just don't seem like life. This just don't seem right. We couldn't wear anything with color. We couldn't wear pants. And, oh, my God. We had our heads covered a lot. Like We had to wear mantles a lot, white mantles. And the kids in the school always looked at us as different, but they never like teased us or nothing like that because they just like that's what they religion that's what they do but I never liked feeling that I got outsider like so separated like that I did I couldn't we couldn't stand that like I had a girlfriend in my school one of my best friends at the time I was like can you bring me some pants to wear to school <laughs> I'm tired of wearing skirts I'm tired of wearing dresses every day it's cold outside tie these thick tights they itch can you bring me some pants and I had a friend who bought me some pants to school my god that day, my grandmother came to the school and saw me in a pair of pants. Man, I'm trying to tell you. And it wasn't just me who wore pants that day. So happened my cousin had a friend who bought her some pants. And my sister had a friend who bought her some pants. Because we all three of us had pants. She always be like, who first? Who getting the beating first? I'm like, I don't care. But nobody said I'm last. I'm not, I'm not going first. You're tripping. I'm not going to put myself out there like that. I only want to go second. I only want to go last. But I'm the last one. So I go last. And the thing is, a lot of times my grandmother... She wouldn't beat me. She would spare me. She would spare me all the time. And they'd always call me my sister and cousin. You two goody shoes. You don't ever want to do nothing bad. You don't want to do nothing wrong. You're afraid to get in trouble. I was always the one to be like, don't do that, guys. Like, don't do that. You don't, don't do that. You know what I'm saying? I always say, don't do that. And they still do it. And, they, and just because sometimes that I'm with them and, and tell what they did, my grandmother be like, who first? Who second? Who last? Getting the beating. And her beat is mad. She tell you, go out there and get a switch. And the thing is, she want the switch with the thorns on it. I'm like, come on, man. This is abuse, dog. Like, come on, come up. You know what I'm saying? My God. If I, did, if I knew then what I know now, Jesus, I would have talked myself out of that beat. I would have put the word of God in it. You know, it's better to walk in love. You know, I would have put something in it. I would have put a scripture on her on top of, on, man, I'm trying to tell you. Them beatings wasn't no jokes. Hold your hand out. I'm like, oh, God. The same hand? Oh, Lord. And they're going to tell me to go pick up something after that. I can't pick up anything. I can't even wave. My God. My God. I was like, Jesus. One time I tried to put clothes behind me so when I got a beat, I didn't feel it. My God. I was like, man, why are y'all beating us? Why we, why I, can't, I can't take this. I told God one day, I said, God, I'm going to tell you something. I would never get beaten another day of my life. I'm not getting no more beatings. Not playing. Because my grandfather believed in perfection. And one time my sister dropped the Bible. My God. You could. Oh Lord. She, why did she drop that Bible? Oh my God. It was an accident. Jesus. God. I don't know what he thought would happen if she dropped the Bible. But I don't know. I mean, it didn't hurt nothing. My God. We still breathe. Jesus. We grew up fasting so much. I spent so much time talking to God and we fasted so much. And I was like, God, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm serious, God. It's been so many times. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. And they had us pack food for the homeless while we fasted. Man, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I went in the back, you know, I saw a bag of Teddy Grahams, a box of Teddy Grahams. God said, ain't no bad, it was a box. 
a box of Teddy Grahams. And I was like, God, you know, let me get like three of them. You know what I'm saying? Let me get like three Teddy Grahams. I'm hungry. We ain't eat since last night. It's the next day evening. Jesus. And when we fast going up, we couldn't brush our teeth. We couldn't drink no water. We couldn't do none, none of that. My God. Everybody in church breath just like that. Jesus. Man. I was like, man, this ain't right. This don't seem right to, to be grown up like this. But I just spent that time with God saying, God, this, show me your way. It brought me to say, God, show me your way. And I ate them Teddy Grahams, y'all. I'm trying to tell you. And the thing is, we couldn't eat nothing grape, but that was the best flavor to me. Grape, everything, grape skin, we couldn't eat nothing, Jonathan, no pork, no nothing. No McDonald's because the sesame seeds is made, you know, it's made up of pig, crushed up pig bones. And everything we ate, we had to read the label. I'm like, come on, man. Come on. What's up with this? What are we? Who are we again? And it will always somehow change. We Jews. Next month. What are we again? We Hebrews. What are we again? We Israelites. What are we again? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. <laughs> My God. We've been in church the entire night. And they say Tarian. At the time, I didn't know what Tarian was. I'm only like seven. And it's you no know, just waiting on the Lord. And we just, they just humming, just saying Jesus, the whole night we doing that. From like seven at night to seven in the morning. Everybody rocking back and forth in the church is dark. I was like, uh-uh. This just ain't right, God. This just don't seem right. I was like, I can't, I can't live like this. I can't do like this. I'm tired of wearing skirts. Head always covered. It just don't seem like you like God. Because every time I spend time with God, God is not like how they're explaining him to be. You know, or introducing him to be, or releasing him, revealing him. I was like, Father, this don't seem right to me, God. You're so cool. You're so nice. You know, you're not mean. You're not, you know, strict like they say in it. I was like, Jesus. My God. Going up like this. I was like, my God. It brought me so close to God, very young, very early, because I that's called common sense. I'm trying that was the common sense in me. I'm trying to tell you, even as a child, I was like, this ain't right. Something ain't right here. You know what I'm saying? As soon as they said fast, oh something ain't right. <laughs> something ain't right. You mean don't eat? Oh, something ain't right. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. My God, we were so we grew up so religious. And I think God is not that way now. And all of us, my family, all of us, we, it's just memories to look back and say, you know what? Hey, we're not perfect, but we still walk with God. You understand? And I was like, God. I mean, we'd be in there dancing and praising for hours. And our time being spent in church was from like 6 in the morning to 9 at night. Tuesday, Wednesday, no, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We had Mondays and Wednesdays off. But when we were off, we still wasn't off. <laughs> Jesus. We were out doing something. And I was like, God. Just being brought up in the family like that. I, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Because we fed the homeless. We praised and worshiped. We sat all night, waited for Christ. And I was like, at a young age, I spent so much time with Christ. I was like, 
Jesus with us right now. Why are we waiting for him? He right here. And I was like, my God. And you know, back then, you couldn't talk up. You couldn't speak up certain things to an adult because they're taking as you being smart mouth. The whole time, you just being open and honest. I was like, my God. The way how we grew up. But I just thank God that it brought me to getting to know God a lot personal. Personally. I'm trying to tell you. Such, so on a personal level. And I would not change it for the world. I had my whole life with God. I'm so glad, Father. I've been with you my entire life. Even though I made so many mistakes, God. So many times I wanted to do it my way. And got distracted. You never left. And I know you never did. I cheered just about my entire life. You know, it was a great cheerleader. And um, my mom couldn't make everything me and my sister did. She cheered too. And um, God let me know he was there every time. Even the swim meets I had, God was there every time. Every time. Doing the spelling bees. Out the entire elementary school, I was in second grade. I got awarded to be the smartest child in the entire school in the second grade. They wanted to skip me. My mom was like, no, let her take her time to enjoy each level by level. Always been so smart. So smart for my own, too smart for my own good sometimes. But I had a teacher who came to my mom and was like, I was in the second, a lot of happened when I was seven. In the second grade, and my teacher came to my mom and was like, you have a very unique daughter, but I'm concerned. She's always gazing away. She's always in the, like daydreaming all the time. Is everything all right at home? My mom was like, yeah, it couldn't have been more better. She has everything she asked for, you know? She's happy. She just asked for a dog. She got a dog. And um, she was like, she's just daydreaming. My mom, my mom went home and talked to me. Why are you daydreaming? Like, Is everything okay with you? Is something happening that you're not telling me? And I was like, no. But did I lie? It was something I didn't tell her. I was living in a spiritual reality. Heaven. I was living from heaven. Even though I was sitting there in the classroom in the earth. But I always had the gifts that we have. We always been born with them. We always had the gifts. They just become sharpened. Due to your level of, you know, receiving your knowledge, being educated in your gifting. And I always was able to see ahead of time. So I always saw the answer during the time of the question. So I knew if my mom asked me, I knew what her response would be already if I gave her the answer. So to prevent all of that, I just didn't answer. Because a lot of people weren't able to see and they only believe in what they saw. And I can feel who lived like that from each person I can identify that. And I was like, wow. It been so many times I was like, God, why am I so different? Like, because I grew up thinking different is bad. Because people always say, if you're different, you don't belong. <clears throat> and I was like, I don't belong here. I always told God, six, seven, and eight, I don't belong here. I'm from heaven. How am I here? How am I here, God? Please don't tell me I fell from heaven. Please don't tell me I got kicked out. He never said nothing about it. He's continued to talk to me from where I was. God will call my name at night. Quinesha. 
call me all the time. I get up and don't tell anybody and just pray. And I'm so young, so young. There is no age. There's always a hunger. And I was hungry to God at the age of three. Before then, but this is all I remember at that age when I came to him and said, let me preach. And let me tell you something. Just because you preach doesn't mean you pastor. Those are two different things. I didn't tell people that all the time because a lot of people want to follow this church that I'm not going to have. You understand? I'm not called to be a pastor, but we are all called to preach. But we are all gifted to release the word differently. It could be through song. It could be through dance. Hallelujah. Mine is through love. Demonstration. Going around encouraging. Motivating. Even with the word of God. Sometimes I just go somewhere just being a living word of God. I don't even have to say anything and they receive. My entire life my family always saw light on me. I received Holy Spirit at the age of eight. And this is how I received Holy Spirit at the age of eight. I mean I actually felt the same way that Simon, Peter, I'm going to say Peter, not Simon, Peter, uh, all of them, the disciples, and many more that were with them in the room, how Holy Spirit has fell upon them, same way it fell upon me at the age of eight, and this is how it happened, we were in church, and we played, we had a um, platform service, platform service is when you just do, uh, show your talent, pretty much, or yeah, show your talent. And the choir, we were singing, and they told me to start off the shout, where we all shout at the end of the song. And I shouted, and I looked up and seen it fall upon me. And every, it was like a sound, like a bing. As soon as it hit me, it was like bing. And I ran and sat in my seat. It happened so fast that no one knew what happened. That's how fast it happened. No one asked me what happened. Why you run away? Why you? They was like nothing. They never said nothing. That's how fast it happened. And I was just walking around with such knowledge. And every time I have a dream prophetically, I'll tell my grandfather, who's the pastor, the bishop at the time. And it'd be at that at that time, it was about people who go home to be with the Lord. We had a lot of elders in the church, and I dream about an elder about you know every other week. And I tell my grandfather or my grandmother, my aunt to them, I told someone above me, I said, this person going to be with the, going, going to heaven. That's how I said I was young. I ain't going to go home and be with the Lord. I know about that. I just said, they're going to heaven. And they was like, no, they're not. No, they're not. And then days later, we have some news. Such and such, we're home to be with the Lord. Here go another dream about somebody else. Here they go again. No, it's not. We have some more news. Then I can't even get it. I said, uh-uh, wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. But then you always have people look at you and say, they, they determine your anointing due to your age. And wisdom do not come with age. It comes from God. You seek, you find, no matter what age. And many of them that were in the church were amazed at the giftings, but at the same time wondering how come they didn't have it if they've been walking so long. And yet, here's this little child. This little child, can he probably tie her own shoe with all his anointing? Sort of like David. When he asked Jesse, do you have any others? David didn't even, David's father, Jesse didn't even offer up David. He was asked, do you have another? 
If he wasn't asked, he would never, never even thought of David. Disregarded David. When you are weak, you are strong. I'm trying to tell you. And David was very vulnerable. Had to be to be attentive to the sheep. Very strong. Very bold. Very wise. And I grew that way my entire life. I sit at home, talk to David, talk to Joseph, talk to all other Bible people that I read about in the stories. My, Bible, my children's Bible book. And my sister, I looked from afar, but I never knew she was doing it. Until one day, she bought me a diary. And she told me to write in it. I didn't know she had a negative motive behind it. Her motive was to find out how am I the way I am. She wanted me to write down. She said, just write down things. And the whole time she got a little extra key made to unlock it and read the stuff. And every time I wanted to do something that tried to fit in with others, she always protect me. No. No. You're different. Even when I want to do things to mimic her. No. Not you. But she will always come to me. Can you go to God and tell God this? I'd be like, no, you can tell him yourself. He's here. Talk to him. She said, but it's a difference how you talk to him. I said, you could also do the same. I love my sister so much. I only have one sister naturally. And we grew up. We still are tight. Just thinking about my sister. <laughs> she, my God, I love my sister. It's so amazing that her name is Quintina. I'm Quinesha. Her middle name is Geneva. Mine's Janice. We both hood. And people used to always ask us, what's your father name? We say, my fa- our father named us. Our first, middle, and last name. And gave us our nicknames. And we used to always be in the house. We had banners of our names in our room. One on one side, one on the other side. And I'd be like, my name better than yours. No, my name better than yours. She said, mine's Quintina. I said, mine's Quintisha. <laughs> she said, my middle name Geneva. I said, I'm Janice. <laughs> and they'd be like, what's your father name, Quentin? I'd be like, no, his name is Charles. <laughs> his surname for Charles is Willie. No, that's just, that's just what he named us. And for my nickname, they call me Nini because Quinesha Janice. And for her nickname is QT because for Quintina. So we always been QT and Nini everywhere we went. Hey, QT, hey, Nini. But I had so many nick- other nicknames. Oh, my God. They call me Pippi Longstocking because of the freckles and the hair. My hair was so honey blonde to the point it was almost red. And um, I was just, I always stood out. Everywhere I went, I stood out. And, um, the love of God in me, God, I always love, always like was a peacemaker. My mom always stayed to this day. You've always been my peacemaker. you always the peacemaker of the family. And I just thank God for just having the hunger for you, God, my entire life. I know you, known you my entire life. My sister, we had, we had so much fun together as sisters in the same room. And when I found out about God, like not, not find out, but when God began to really talk to me, I had a, I call it my dwelling place. My dwelling place was by my, my bed was by the window and I stand in the window and I look up at the sky and talk to God. And I'm going to tell you something. Oh my goodness. God said, don't forget this. This is beautiful. You love that encounter. Okay. What happened was when I was five. I always heard about people offering offerings. Or they always complained about the offering. You know, we don't have no money. We giving our money to the pastor, and you know, they doing this with the money and this that we have. So I said, okay, God, 
I'm going to take all my money and I'm going to find the highest mountain and I'm going to lift it up to you. I thought the highest I get, the closer I am to God. And thank God I never found a mountain. Oh God, because I was that child with a huge imagination. I would have definitely climbed up the mountain. Y'all, I'm trying to tell you, like, I would have been a missing person, an Amber Alert for Quindisha. I'm trying to tell you. I would have went up missing. Oh, angels, I love you guys. I see you moving. Glimpses of you moving, your presence. And oh, I love you guys so much. I have to stop and just say that. Oh my God. I love you guys so much. Come on, just come on. Come lay with me in the bed. And when I say that, they don't. They just stand over the bed. They don't, they don't, they don't relax. I mean, to them, relaxing is releasing. <laughs> All right, go ahead and release. Relax. Keep on re- relax. My my blessing. But relax my promise. Relax that man of God to me. Relax that. Relax him into me. Right? I mean, in my life. Not into Jesus. I ain't mean that. I mean, you know what I meant. Jesus. My God. My mind. My mind, Lord. You say stay on you. Why is it like this? <laughs> this has is on you. Jesus. My God. But God say honoring him is honoring him. Jesus. And my God. Jesus, I would have climbed the mountain, y'all. If I would have seen one, I would have climbed it. And I just think God never saw one. <laughs> and I, my, the weather place was my window. I talked to God every time out the window. And I came across a scripture. And I begin, that's when I begin to read. Got a little older, about nine, eight. I read before then, but I was reading the Holy Bible and not the Children's Bible book. And I read across a scripture that said, we're made in his image and likeness. And there is nothing God cannot do. But that wasn't right after that. But I read that other scripture. There's nothing God cannot do. And I put the two together. Wait a second. I'm in his image and likeness. And there's nothing he cannot do. And I read another scripture that said he could do all things. And I said, wow, if he can, then I can because I'm in his image. So if it's nothing that he can't do, there's nothing I can't do. And from that moment forward, I embrace that. I live that. Wow, I seen that spark. My God, what you guys doing today in this bathroom? And yes, them potatoes, Lord. I feel about them fried potatoes. <laughs> Onions too, Lord. I wish you could go in the kitchen and fix it for me. No, for real though. God, I'm in the bed, you serve me. And um, Jesus. And it's amazing because it's amazing because um, that was my dwelling place. And my sister, when I found that, when I found more about God, found out more about God, I told my I told myself, I said, ooh, I have to share everything with my sister. Clothes, toys, everything, TV. We, we got our own beds though. But I said to myself, I'm not sharing this. I got God. I got something better than what she got. I got something better. I got, oh my God, I got God. And I didn't tell her. I never told her the whole time she watched. I never even knew she was watching. And I'd be in the room just talking to him, y'all. Like sitting on my floor, talking to God, playing with God. Hun, God, here's your turn. My turn. Oh, my God. We played the games, uh, board games, Candyland, Monopoly. They're like, God, hun, it's your turn. I roll dice for him, but knowing it's for him. But I know he's in spirit. He's not naturally. All that embracing at such a young age. Oh, my God. It's amazing. No wonder my son the way he is. Oh, Lord. My God, your children's children will be blessed. I'm trying to tell you. The anointing on my son's life, my God. Ooh, Jesus. And my other kids. <laughs> and um, I did one day, God, he sat me down. And he said, 
Just imagine. No, he said, think about everything I created. Everything. Every living thing. Even think about the grass, the trees, the flowers, the animals, everything. And just imagine if I only got your praise. How would you think that make me feel if I only got your praise? And I was like, oh no, everybody praise God. Everybody come. I said, QT, come here. I've been talking to God. He's my friend. Come, he's our friend. I mean, I was, I've never been selfish ever, ever again. I never, I was selfish because I had to share everything else. But when I got God, I was like, oh no, I ain't saying this. This is better than everything. This is better than my dog, baby. This is better than my clothes. And I, God was like, imagine if I only got your praise out of everything I created. And I was like, no, I was running around in that room. Like, come on, everybody, praise the God, praise the God. I'm trying to tell you, I went outside saying that. Praise God, y'all, hey, you, praise him. I'm trying to tell you. I always had healing hands. I always had healing hands. Everything I touch, you know. And God is telling me now, not even just your hands, your voice. Just by you speaking, healing is taking place in the atmosphere. Jesus. Fire comes out of your mouth when you speak. You blink fire. You're fire. You're my fireball. You're my fireball. I'm not the only fireball. Trust me. You're a fireball too. I just thank God. Anything else you want me to say, God, about my childhood? Such an honor. And God said he written, real, he written everything down. You've written down every moment and encounter. And here I am, grown up, an adult, a grown woman from that age of three. You always call me away. Come here. And you sit me down and talk and we just do so much together. From three and look at me now, God. Even before my, I was in my mother's womb, but look at me now. Still loving you, still talking, still believing. And it doesn't stop. Oh, it doesn't stop. It only begun. I'm seeing more of your face than I ever did before. And your cheekbones are amazing. You have dimples too. Let me tell you guys something about uh, I didn't I wasn't that clear about heaven. Let me tell you something. I didn't um I said something, I was like, no, I, I didn't I didn't clarify something. When I say you're not short in the kingdom, let me say this. Your spirit man is who you are. Your flesh cannot go with you. But how you look is how you look. But when I say short, I mean for far as dwarfism. There are no dwarfs in the kingdom. Because that's a form of deformity. And there is no lack in heaven. There is nothing missing or broken in the kingdom. So everyone that you see in the earth that has dwarfism, they are tall in the kingdom. They are average height. That's what I meant by that. When you, whatever you speak into heaven, you can speak your food in your face. Or you can just go to a restaurant and like this wine and, and dine. And um, let me tell you something. God said there's a new covenant. And a new wine for a new covenant. But God is not angry at people who drink wine. He's not. And he said, if you drink any wine, I really prefer red. But white wine is just the same. And the reason why he say red, because we use the red, the, the juice for the blood as a reminder. But me, let me speak for myself. God said to me, don't take. 
That doesn't mean that I will never ever take heed. I'm not speaking future tense. I'm just saying. I'm not even thinking like that. What I'm saying is, I'm being sober and watch. Not saying whoever drink wine is not sober. But I cannot be distracted because I'm gifted with my eyes. And I have to be in an area where I can see and pay attention. Because if you have a buzz, but some of us go over the limit. And I'm one of them people. You understand? Jesus. That went over the limit. And how many of us know I was seeing more than just one at, at the same time? I remember one time I saw two of Jesus. I was like, which one are you, man? God damn, I'm twisted. Twisted. Help me, Lord, I'm twisted. Every time I try to make myself vomit to, to get the alcohol out of my stomach, get in the cold shower, I'll be like, Jesus, twisted, man, twisted. Help me out, man. And then as soon as I sober up, drinking again, Jesus, I'm twisted again. Jesus. This went on for years, y'all. Every night saying the same thing. I'm twisted, Jesus. Sold me up. Twisted again. <laughs> that day I'm trying to tell y'all, enough is enough. That, that angel pushed that daggone uh, liquor bottle across the table. Jesus. I ain't even know angels could get like that. Enough is enough. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm just saying, the, I, you know, thank you for the crown. Oh my God, it's a beautiful crown. I love that. Thank you. And um, my story is all, it's pretty much like nuggets right now. But I'm just so grateful. Thank you, Father, for everything you did for us. And you do for us. And continue to do for us. I'm so grateful. So thankful. Them fried potatoes, Lord. Call to me, Lord. <laughs> I don't even want nothing else with it but just fried potatoes. Just fried potatoes. I just thank God. And the reason why I said that, God had me talk about this wine because many people convict other people for drinking wine. My, I don't tell people what not to do. I'm only introducing you to the Father. And what He tell you from there is what He tell you from there. What He tell you, He might not tell me. There's nothing wrong with celebrating with wine. But if He tell you that, that's if he tell you that. He may not say that. Because there is new wine. Hallelujah. And I thank God for that. Thank you for delivering me from alcohol. I don't think too far about things like that. Would I ever take a toast? Who thinks like that? My future is a toast. Hallelujah. And I say that because I can feel in my spirit a lot of you drink wine and you're sneaking doing it because you're afraid that someone's going to condemn you or think that you're doing the wrong thing. If you have to sneak to do that, then maybe you shouldn't do it. You ever think of that? If God never told you that it wasn't wrong and you don't feel convicted to do so, then go ahead. Go ahead. They have these places now, these museums, where people can sip wine and paint. And I actually never made it to one. Always wanted to make one. Because I'm an artist. And I was a drinker. So I put two and two together. I was like, it's going to be a one heck of a picture. I'm trying to tell you. I'm about to get rich real fast. <laughs> Give me the wine. Give me the paint. Jesus. I'm serious. 
Never made it to one because I was drunk too much wine to make it there. Jesus. And, my God. But now I would sip, but it would not be wine, you know? And I would paint. And I embrace you if you do drink wine. So what? You already covered. Who am I to condemn you? Come on. When I say we're friends, we're friends. No one is better. No one is higher. Iron sharpens iron. You would not find that out of my friendship towards you. I uplift you the same way you uplift me. I lower myself to exalt you because I love you and honor you in every way. I love your mistakes more than your corrections. Do you get me? Because your mistakes correct you to be better. How would you grow if you don't find out how to? Due to making a mistake. So I honor your mistakes. I honor your mistakes. God. Oh, God. Oh, you're touching my belly. God. Oh, God. Just because I said that, that touched you? Oh, God. I just touched God by saying that. I honor your mistakes. God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Still got room for potatoes though. <laughs> I'm like, how much you touch my stuff? I'm eating potatoes today. I'm eating no potatoes, God. Try to tell them. Tell them potatoes up. Nice and seasoned. My God. Oh, God. Ooh, you show me the color yellow. Ooh, God. <sighs> to the man of God, whenever you hear this, I don't know when you'll ever hear this. I don't know if it's going to be before we connect or after. But I still want to say it for this day. You are worth the wait. I'm honoring the wait. I'm honoring the time. I'm honoring the preparation. I'm growing. I'm learning. A couple of days ago, I... Even episodes ago, months ago, I didn't know how I was going to get through those days. And that day when God released the physical attraction, I was like, whoa. Whoa. Jesus. (laughs) My God. It's so not in the physical sense of the attraction. I mean, it's part of it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to lie. It's part of it. It's a a huge part. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> God say who are you kidding It's a huge fight It is I'm so physically attracted to you Spiritually it's overall Hallelujah Overall spiritually That's what I meant to say Overall spiritually I'm honoring The preparation I'm honoring the waiting I'm honoring it I'm not moving I will not move I will not move And I'm honoring not wanting to move You are worth every second that I wait. Every second that I'm learning and growing to be better and better just to be a blessing in your life forever. So allow me to continue to learn and grow and let God do what he do. Because I'm enjoying every step of the way. And some other episodes, I was like, God, hurry up. 
like look at me father every up like I jack God up like look like no lovingly like God said no lovingly no lovingly father I jacked up I was like every up God every up dad you know what I'm saying but I'm like now you are so worth oh, I honor the weight I honor you so much man of God I love you I don't want a day to go by in your head in your heart in your spirit in your soul thinking that I'm not thinking about you God say honoring you is honoring him. So how I think about God to that level of degree is how I think about you, man of God. I'm so thankful you are my life. The past is behind us. What's before us is our outcome. And what a privilege it is to be beside you. I do everything with you on my mind. Even my parenting with my son. To continue to be better for our kids. As well as my son. I take me being here seriously. Me being a wife. Me being a mother. Me being a friend. Me being a leader. And you by my side. And I told God. It's going to be the day when I get to eat some of that food that he fixed. My God. Jesus. Can I have some today? <laughs> I'm enjoying the weight. I'm enjoying. I'm honoring. I'm so honoring. But that food, my God, if we can deliver food through mail, Jesus, <clears throat> my God, God said to me, you're so sweet. You're going to have that now and forever. You're going to have plate unlimited, <laughs> unlimited, unlimited plates, unlimited servings. And he's going to enjoy serving you. My God, I'm enjoying the wait. It's no rush to anything. You're worth the wait. And I want you to know that. I don't look at you as a sex object. I don't even though I'm physically attracted to you. I look at you how God values you. As a man of God. Spirit first. Soul. Then body. You understand. I'm in love with your spirit. I'm in love with your soul. I'm in love with your body. <laughs> God's so funny. God say no body first. No, it's not. Body is last. Why you be having me open my mouth like that? God. That's your sense of humor though? To put me out there? God. It's not first. That's last. Spirit first, God. <laughs> my God. Why you say that? I wish I could cut that part out. My God. But... I'm so honored. I'm so honored. You are amazing. When you see me, see patience. When you see me, see finish, see finish work. And see no rush. No rush. I'm so happy for all the other engagements. I'm so happy for you. But there is a day and a time that God has already set aside for me. And until then... I'm alright with it. At least I know. I'm happy to know. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy to know. I'm happy to know who it is. Many don't know who it is. I know who it is. Now. <laughs> if I knew them. My God. Oh Jesus. But I thank God I know now. It's better late than never. I'm trying to tell you. So man of God. I just want to say to you. If I fry these potatoes with you on my mind. <laughs> and eat them with you in my heart. I love you. I'm so honored to be your friend, your wife, 
your supporter, you know, everything that God has put in my life to do and be in your life. Just wanted to say that because I think about you all the time. It's not a, it's not a second that I'm not thinking about you. I don't want you to look at me and see me impatient. I'm honoring the patience. Let patience have finished work being done, manifested. Hallelujah. I love you so much. I love all you all so much. Thank you for being in my life. A part of my marvelous testimony and I'm a part of yours. And as I'm about to eat these potatoes, I'm talking about the about the fry. I'm, I don't even know how I'm going to fix them. I don't even care. I'm about to make them right now. <laughs> Greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. I love you all so much. Thank you. I love you. <laughs>